Hey, welcome everyone to Today in the Scene by Indie Arcade Wave. I'm Joe, your host, and here at In the Scene, we dive into what's happening in the arcade scene. Uh, from new indies, arcade developers, and arcade owners and operators, and just generally news in the space. We're here to answer the question, is the arcade dead? And a little spoiler on that, it definitely is not. So I'm part of the team that brought Galactic Battleground to the arcade space in 2017 and have been active in the arcade scene ever since. Now, I want to dive into this week's episode a little bit different than some of the past. I know I keep saying that because we keep doing new stuff, which is always fun, but I want to dive into like what a Killer Queen tournament is like. Have you ever been to a Killer Queen tournament? If you have, let us know down below. But this week, I want to talk about the Hive City Classic. I went to this a few years ago. It was called Queen's Gone Wild back then. It has since rebranded. And this tournament takes place in South Florida, uh, Glitch Bar, actually, in South Florida. I personally think they're the best indie arcade in the state. Uh, Dwight is just a maniac about collecting indie games, and I absolutely love that. Glitch Bar has 10 indie games, and I've got Joe and Kyle with me this week to talk about what it takes to organize an event like this and what they have planned for the first ever Indie City Classic. So how you guys doing? Oh, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for, hey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you guys on and, and talk about this. Uh, I'm really excited about the Indie City Classic, which I will be coming down for, which is a kind of a side event at the Hive City Classic. Um, but let's uh, let's just jump into you guys. Like, uh, I haven't had either of you on before, and you guys are part of the Killer Queen scene, so kind of just introduce yourself and let us know how you got into the Killer Queen scene. Kyle, you got to go first, man. I gotta go first. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Here we go. So, um, <clears throat> I actually um, started playing Killer Queen in Charlotte. Uh, recently, just moved from there, and I'm down here in uh, Fort Lauderdale now. Uh, our bar is is Glitch. That's where the main cab is. Kyle was playing what Char- Charlotte Killer Queen for a long, long, long time. And every once yeah. in a while, uh, we'd been playing um, since 2018, and then you guys got your cab when it was like 20 earlier than that yeah we had ours like two years before i've been playing like five years total yeah yeah yeah. so he had a head start on us but um in like the national scene we'd always heard about kyle who we call him by his nickname which uh shipwash uh so like oh man kyle shipwash he's you know he's playing doing this playing super good and uh over time we would start crossing paths as i started traveling to go to tournaments so i would start seeing him more often at places and being you know okay what's up and uh, playing games and just, you know, competing against each other at times, too. Which doesn't happen as often as you might think in bracket. You think you just play everybody, and you just sometimes you just don't. <laughs> the whole tournament just not playing people. But I would play against Kyle, and um, he came to both of our tournaments before. Um, uh, Queen's Gone Wild 1 and 2. And uh, over time, we were just, like, kept kind of planting the seed in his brain of, move to Florida. <laughs> it's it's warmer here. Yeah, come on. We have less pollen. It's gonna be great. Um, and you know, he bit the bullet a little while. Uh, not, like you said, not too recent, not not too long ago. Uh, and so he's been down. That's been awesome. Uh, I myself, like I said, I started playing 2018, and um, Glitch has you know evolved many many times since then. Uh, they've changed their layout. They've changed their building. Um, they've they've moved businesses once and a whole bunch of things, but the KQ community here in South Florida is super awesome. Like it's, uh, it's, it's grown from like a little, ah, uh, like hodgepodge, uh, thing, a thing of friends that just kind of want to give each other shit, you know, and, and tap faster and, and kill each other. And then we grew out of that. Well, most of us did. And then we started to like actually learn how to play the game. <laughs> and it's, it's like to the point now where we're like more people are traveling, more people are competing. 
and we've got this whole community, and it's led us to the point where we're doing our fourth, really, um, annual tournament. We did two which were branded as Queens Gone Wild. Then we had two that were called Hive City Classic. Um, and now this is Hive City Classic 3, where that's kind of taken over as our main tournament that we usually do in February every year. So that's a little synopsis. Yeah, I love it. I, I had so much fun at uh, Queens Gone Wild 2, and uh, that was right after, I think that was the year after Bumble Bash 4, which is when I first met Dwight. And he's, yep. I, I feel like that was the event, maybe I'm wrong about this, that might have been the event where he just like started collecting indies, basically. Um, yeah, Dwight we had all... to before, and he, he competed in the tournament yep. for Galactic Battlegrounds. I think they won that tournament. Him yep, and another... him and Joe did. Yeah, him and Joe. And they got. he's like, oh my god, we gotta get all these games. And I swear, like, a couple months later, he had all of the games that yep. were at BB4. Armed and Gelatinous was there. Uh, Black Emperor was there. I don't know if yep. Switch and Shoot was there. Switch and Shoot was there, yeah, Dan Switch was there. And, was and there. then okay. uh, Death Ball and Cosmotrons were there, too. So, all of those games... <laughs> are in glitch are at glitch now yeah yeah, yeah. plus more you know like you're saying yeah. we've got 10 of them uh, he keeps so yeah, he keeps collecting um let's talk about hive city classic like what is hive city classic what is indie city classic and why did you decide to run indie city classic because this is the first year you're doing it yeah yeah we haven't done indie city classic before um hive city classic just kind of grew out of our normal um annual tournament right so we, we always have a tournament around this time in February, um, you know, past however many years, minus the pandemic. And uh, we, we just wanted, okay, we want to do it again and make it bigger and better. We're always trying to, you know, grow it. So that's just kind of automatic on itself. But in the meetings that we were having, um, me, Kyle, and Dwight were thinking, you know, what else can we do to make this tournament just like super dope and just, you know, stuff it full of hype and get people really, really excited. And also the idea was how do we get, because people travel for KQ. So you always know you're going to get people from Dallas and from New York and, you know, all these other places that have typically come down uh, to travel at our tournament. Um, but the locals like that live here, that's sometimes a little bit tougher because Killer Queen is not the most pick up and play game. It's simple to get started, but it is pretty intimidating. You have to have other people to kind of show you the ropes a little bit. If you just have a group of buddies and no one knows what they're doing, you just kind of stare around and, probably get bored, go do something else. But so you really have to have that kind of player interaction. So we were kind of struggling to think, what can we do to get more local players involved? They're probably not going to play Killer Queen in the tournament, but like, what else can we do to make this like more, right? So we were thinking, and the idea of just doing side tournaments with other games in the um, bar came about. That's kind of how it started. Let's just do some side tournaments. Let's do, there's always going to be Death Ball and Galactic Battlegrounds and uh, I think we had just got the Nidhog cab, mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle kicked my ass uh, first time I played. It, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> and got to introduce you to the game, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You let me know, and we uh, were playing and kind of thinking in that mindset. And we thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we just like made it all about indies? Because at first it was like, let's just do games, let's do Smash Bros, let's do Street Fighter, you know, let's let's just do competitive games. But then it was like, well, no let's do indies because like those are the things that are new and exciting and like rotating in and out. Like every arcade bar worth its salt is going to have some version of street fighter. They're going to have Galaga. They're going to have the classic arcade games and they're going to have like the classic, um, uh, you know, fighting game community, 
they're going to have the the console stuff. You're going to have Mario Kart. They're going to have that, right? But what a lot of them don't have is the secret sauce of the indie games. So, like, a lot of them don't have Death Ball, but Death Ball's dope. A lot of them don't have Downwell, but Downwell's dope. Like, these games that you may not know, Nidhogg, uh, you know, all these things. So, uh, we thought, let's put the spotlight on that. I bet we could get more people locally to just, like, come in and try Switch and Shoot. I bet we could tell people, hey, this game, it's two-on-two. It's kind of like Galaga, but it's versus you played that, right? Like, oh yeah, I know that. Like, they'll probably just jump into it because they have some familiarity. It's not so intimidating to get started. So that's where the idea kind of came from. Yeah. Yeah. And then to add on to that, like, uh, so the bar is going to be open 24 hours uh, the whole weekend. Uh, absolutely so, wild. So that's <laughs> yeah. why we wanted to have the side tournaments because we started doing the side tournament idea and then we're like, well, how are we going to do all of the Killer Queen tournament? And also these side tournaments, are we going to put them side by side, parallel? How are we going to do that? The other thing that we have to kind of plan around is uh, Glitch Bar does get really busy around like 9 to nine p.m. to like 2, maybe yeah. 3. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be able to do much during that time because they're still going to be doing normal operating hours. <clears throat> um, so we were like, well, let's just do 24 hours and then we'll just kind of like throw in tournaments here and there and, and kind of really make it a big event. Um, so going off of the indie stuff, we had, you know, Killer Queen is an indie. So let's go ahead and start bringing in some of the other indie sauce, as as Master Joe puts it. <laughs> sprinkle some sauce on it. <laughs> sauce is Kyle's thing. Kyle, Kyle came up with the word sauce. It was a... Uh, he's got juice, he's got sauce. He just he just makes words and dabs him in there. Ever since I came here, I've been trying to like brand things so that it's like it's cool and hip and and just I don't know. I threw it off off the top of my head and it kind of stuck and people ran with it. So it's been everybody likes sauce. It's been fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean you gotta have something different, you know. So you're just trying to throw something else on the fire. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what you guys have and how the tournaments work out. I know it's going to be kind of weird hours on the indie tournaments. Um, hopefully not too crazy, like 4:30 a.m. But you're right. I mean, I've been in glitch like between that that like 10 and 1 a.m. is just like it's packed. I mean, you like can't even really play games. Like it's packed, mm-hmm. and that's that's good to see. I'm glad to see an arcade first that you know has. A, a thriving business at night as a bar scene to keep everything afloat. Obviously that's very important to, to have the income, to be able to support everything and to buy all these indies. I mean, Dwight, Dwight's buying them all. So um, let's talk about what you're most excited for this year at the Hive City Classic. It's another time. It's your fifth run at having a tournament. Um, I know you guys are a lot more involved with planning it than in previous years. Um, so let's talk about what, what are you guys really excited for this year? Oh, excitement, man. There's a lot. There's a lot of things. The 24 hour thing is huge. I think um, the biggest thing that's exciting for me is going to be kind of the uh, like feedback's probably not the right word, but like there's going to be a level of interaction that guests and attendees are going to have at Hive City Classic because they're going to experience a lot of things that in an environment that are going to be really, really cool. So I think just kind of like feeding off of everyone's energy and kind of seeing how they react and how they are over the course of those you know three days basically uh from friday till sunday basically 24 hours so uh that's kind of what i'm most excited about there's a lot of people who are coming to the tournament that have never been to one of our tournaments before we've got 
Um, some folks coming from two states out of the West Coast. No West Coast team has ever come to our. It's just too far the ticket price, and it just doesn't work out sometimes. But we've got folks coming down. Uh, we have a big kind of um, mixed team that's coming from a bunch of different scenes: uh, New York, Chicago. Uh, um, I think uh, San Fran uh, and and uh, DFW in Dallas uh, are are all coming in. Uh, so that's really exciting to see that. It's a, it's got a lot of player pull, and I think mm-hmm. one of the things that we did to kind of change to achieve that this year is we started off by making the Killer Queen Hive City Classic uh, three aspect of things an invitational tournament. So we you know kind of planned it out. Originally, it was going to be a lower number, and then you know things kind of blew up. We were able to secure a second cab, and things kind of opened up from there. But originally, it was going to be you know so many people got invites to build teams to come and compete against uh florida teams uh and i think it was going to be something like 12 12 teams total um and when we did that we ended up getting a lot of folks who were like really serious about building a great team to come and compete um and not only that but they wanted to build a great team uh within their scene a lot of them uh so you have a full team from chattanooga coming and a full team from charlotte coming and you know all these groups that were kind of putting their teams together so that collection of players coming in to enjoy the tournament in these types of settings that we've put up we've planned for and we've you know just beat our heads against the wall to put together that's by far like the most exciting thing to me you know whatever else happens cool but they'll be here and experience it and i'll just be watching them having a good time yeah and especially uh coming out of the pandemic that really kind of put a stop or a complete stop in some places to uh to the game, uh, especially traveling. Uh, there was very little, if any, tournaments. Um, so this is kind of like coming out of the pandemic to where there's a point to where there wasn't a Bumble Bash last year. There wasn't a, 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 a Chicago tournament, a major Chicago tournament. So we're hoping that this can kind of like start opening things back up. And and like Master Joe was pointing out, having the, the full scene teams, it's gonna be really cool to see how everybody's kind of fared during the times that we weren't able to play and you know coming back out and kind of this rebirth of sort of just this the the competitive travel national scene yeah i'm i'm excited for everybody to get there it's going to be really cool to see people uh that i haven't seen in a very long time i think the last tournament i went to uh was in omaha uh six months eight months ago something like that uh, a lot of people from Texas, uh, a couple of people from California, some people from Chicago. I don't think too many people from New York, but there were some people from all over that I hadn't seen in years. Seeing all these people that I haven't seen in so long is going to be really cool. And I'm always curious because the KQ scene, at least when we first started introducing the indies and started bringing Galactic Battleground to shows, it seemed like it was kind of hard to tap into KQ players to get them to try these other games. And I think Bumble Bash 4 was a really big point for a lot of KQ players. They saw all these games in the same place that they could try out and Nikita and all of them were, were promoting that. They wanted you to try these other games. So as KQ players, as someone who played KQ and got to know people in another community, Kyle, and moved to be part of that community, what indie games do you guys play when you take a break from KQ? Uh, me specifically, uh, especially since we have that Nidhogg uh, game now, that one's the one that I go to. Um, there's one that's not going to be in the tournament, but I'll be playing it uh, on the side whenever I'm not playing Killer Queen. Is uh, it's a party game? It's called Hidden in Plain Sight uh, because, and that's on the Polycab. We actually have two Polycade cabs 
um, one that's four player and one that's two players. Um, but yeah, hidden in plain sight is really fun. It's it's pretty simple. It's really fun to teach new people, and then we're always laughing and joking like by the end of it, and, uh, to the point that sometimes I'm in tears just from laughing so much from uh, kind of the uh, debauchery of it all. Uh, outside of that one, then right next to our cab is uh, Death Ball. And I do like the whole death ball mechanic. Um, I'm not as good at it as some of the other people are. I'm still kind of learning. But I just like playing those games that are sort of like Killer Queen, Super Smash. That's not really an indie game. But it falls into the same category I'm about to talk about. as kind of the, the platformer sort of spatial awareness like fighting game. There was one uh, one of those you were playing. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like Roof, oh, Roof Brawl. Rooftop Battle. I was about to, yeah, yeah. Completely yeah. second line. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, he, I was trying to show me that one. It's another one that's on the Polycade. Um, which is interesting what Glitch is kind of doing. Like, the, 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 there's something to say about the cabs, right? And, you know, most of the time, like, yeah, okay, you'll, you'll go and, and you'll, you'll want to get on something. Um, for me, my go-tos were like, I don't know if I'd call it indie. It's probably not, but uh, it was a rhythm game uh, called Jubeat, which is awesome. Awesome. That game awesome. is so much fun. Yeah, super, super fun. I'd never seen it outside of like conventions and you know Magfest up north and whatnot. And then when Glitch had one, I was like, oh. so I would just play it all the time. But you know, bar people get drunk, they get heavy hands, and so <laughs> beat the <laughs> shit out of it. Um, so it's it's in it's in the it's at the doctor's office right now, but. Uh, I think Dwight's working on bringing it back, but I, I definitely like playing um, uh, Black Emperor. I, it's not something that I'm really good at either, but like if I see it, it's got a cool mechanic. So I go and I just, you know, okay, what can I do? Like anytime I bring some friends over to Glitch and I try to show them, hey, yeah, I took this game out, I took this game out. I try to get them to play Black Emperor just because I know they've never played anything like before using the wheel. And it's, it's kind of cool. Um, it reminds me a lot about like um, the different. Uh, different arcade games that would have different control methods. Like you had off-road with like the actual steering wheels that people would use to get in around uh, the track. You had Rampart, like the, the old school Rampart with the track ball. Everybody had the mm-hmm. track ball, you know. Um, different little ways to control and, and the mechanics of game inputs and things like that, which are really cool. Um, so I, I tend to like that type of thing. I think that's why I like G-Beat so much. It's like a different thing. Uh, so when I'm done, you know, joysticking and buttoning, uh, I go find some weird shit to to touch and move around, and you know it, that's pretty fun for me too. Yeah, the all control games are are something else. Uh, like I, I spoke with Tomas about Black Emperor, and that was such a cool story. He came from from the film industry and was like, I want to do something different. Went to school for video games. That was the first game he made when Nikita yeah. and Josh found him at a convention, and I believe it was I don't remember where the convention was. I'm not going to say because I don't remember for sure. Um, but they found it, and immediately he was like, "Let's go! Let's turn it into a cabinet." Um, so the longboard wheel is sick. Uh, Death Ball is incredible. Tony is a really cool guy, and he came from the KQ scene, which is cool. I mean, that's I, I like that you, Kyle, like drew straight to the fact that like it feels like KQ. Like he was yeah. heavily inspired because he loved KQ so much. That's how he wanted to feel like you were in control of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really cool that that's kind of what drew you guys to it. And Polycade, I mean, Polycade's awesome. Uh, Polycade's really cool. Like Polycade's got a lot of potential, um, just because I think the the cost for developers to make cabs is going up with like all the components and everything that goes into yep. it. And you have to make your cab unique. Like each cab looks different. No one wants to make like another, you know, Pac-Man cab. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, 
so they're, they're getting different and different art and things but man to just like ease of access get your cab in front of an audience at a bar where people are going to play it uh polygate is like the way like it's it's very not, very e- cool. not even at a bar he's he's in place he's in barber shops he's in apartment buildings he's in offices we've got i mean we've got galactic battleground in a couple office spaces it's it's a <laughs> great place for people to kind of relax and wind down while they're they're at work you know just take a break um but yeah tyler tyler's a cool guy and uh i mean obviously he's a bushnell so it, mm-hmm. there's got to be something with video games there um, there's uh, one other player who's coming in like like um uh like tony uh uh rob from for uh uh, Armin Gelatinous. Yeah, uh, this is mm-hmm. weird. It's a bit of a weird story. So we invited Seattle, which is mm-hmm. the scene that he's part of. Um, he's invited in them to come. Oh, Portland, Portland. Yeah, yeah. I always get those guys mixed up. That's fine. <laughs> they'll they'll come and give me shit about it later. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we invited them to come. I forget who it was. I think it was it was probably Dylan. We invited some people, and I, I think Dylan finally took the invite and started building a team, and. A guy named Rob was on the team, uh, and then over time, somebody sent me a message. They were like, "Hey, because we had a website, we're like putting everybody's uh, teams down to be like who's coming, you know? Okay, so they got this person, this person, this person." Uh, and someone messaged me and said, "Hey, hey, can you change uh, that guy's name to Hal?" And I'm like, "Okay, cool, nicknames, no problem. All right, Hal, done." Uh, didn't think of anything of it. Then we start having this conversation about the Indy City uh, Championships and start talking about the developers and who do we contact. Okay, call Tony. Okay, call Dylan. Call Joe. Like, you know, talk to Neil and da-da-da. Oh, yeah, and who's uh, Armed and Gelatinous? Uh, Rob, yeah, call Rob. Rob. Okay. And I'm like, hey, I'm just reaching out to everybody. I'm like, hey, so you're the Armed and Gelatinous dev. Awesome. Are you, like, uh, wanting to participate in this thing? And he's like, yeah, I'll be there. It's me. I'm Hal. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, you're the guy. Oh, okay, got it. Cool, cool. <laughs> so, uh just coming at a person who's, you know, I thought just full on a KQ person and then ends up, oh, this is the developer of one of those indie games he has at the bar. Right, yeah. He yeah. he moved out there uh, and I think he's living with Dylan now. So mm-hmm. um, they, they, he's he's like full on KQ. I actually did a, an interview with him. He went back to Connecticut to get his car and he drove cross country and went to like 16 or 17 arcades on his way back to, oh, to Portland cool. and played cool. with the KQ scenes, which that'd be such a cool trip. Um so I mean, yeah, it, it's it's cool that he he's gotten so into it. He wanted to play with a whole bunch of different queens from all over the country to figure out how everybody plays and to get better at it. So he like really took the initiative on himself to get as good at it as being a queen as he possibly could. Um, and I mean, I guess I, I'm curious about the back end of this. Like I've run plenty of tournaments myself with Galactic Battleground, and it takes a lot to organize an event like this. So what is it like organizing an event like this? And what are some things that you guys have been doing to make this year better that you think would be overlooked if people didn't hear from you, we did this to make this better? Cocaine. Just lots of cocaine <laughs> daily. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm going to um, let you handle this because you, you've done the ones before. I'm, I'm helping. Like, well, this is my first this is, time helping. Oddly enough, this is, and Heather uh, reminded me about this. Obviously, I know, but this is actually, I would say, the most I've ever been involved in one of the plannings of our own tournaments here in South Florida. Like, the first tournament, we had a player named Deanna who since moved to to New York, who took on I would say the brunt of of things. I kind of helped with that one, and there were some other people that also kind of did some stuff. But there's always usually one or two people that are really like you know pulling the 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 car, you know. Um, uh, for Queens Gone Wild two, Heather pulled that one quite a lot. 
quite a lot. Um, yeah, I was talking uh, to her a lot say. about coming down to that event. Yeah, she was, I mean, just in all the communities, just, you know, ripping and running. And again, kind of like helping this and that, other people helping and, and this and that, you know. So it's not not totally, totally on one person's shoulders, but definitely the brunt. For Hive City 1, that was kind of a weird one. That one, we even, it went into in February. We did it, it was post-pandemic. This was 2021. We did it in the summer. So it's like, it's like the very, very, very early beginning of like people kind of coming out of the prairie dog hole and peeking <laughs> like is it is it okay like you know can things kind of sort of you know get back to how it was and people we weren't sure if anyone was even going to come you know like does anyone want to even travel at this time you know it's summer 2021 but we got 12 teams and um you know a lot of participation obviously from florida but uh, uh and our, our kind of brother scene up in, in jacksonville too uh, but, you know, people came to that and it was kind of nice. And, okay. But it was small. So we did Hive City Classic uh, 2 in 2022. And that one, um, same type of deal. Like, I think Joe kind of took the reins of that one. Um, and Tori did some really crazy, incredible art for it. Um, and we got like one of our one of our best t-shirts designed, this crazy kind of horror snails. We did like a horror theme. It was cool. Um but then this one, I mean, it's definitely scaled up, right? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Way, way up. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff that has gone on for the planning aspect that's insane. Um, I'll kind of speak to some of the parts of it that I guess I kind of did. And then Kyle has a ton of stuff that, that he's also <laughs> been doing. <laughs> so I'll save all those. I'll save all that for you. I think my biggest things were... I knew I wanted it to be an invitational and like kind of getting people on that idea was a little bit tough. Um, there were some learnings that we had to do. There was a lot of stuff we learned about our own scene and our own scenes kind of like ideas and, and what they would want to do and kind of what our responsibility is as scene organizers that aren't elected that just kind of do things because no one else is going to do them and we have time, I guess, and we care. So, you know, that's kind of how it goes sometimes when you're organizing stuff, just whoever's the most active and, you know, uh, will we'll end up doing things. And that's fine. But it, it's kind of a vacuum when you're doing it that way. So some of the things we had to get a lot of feedback from people. And go, oh, I didn't know you guys wanted to do this or you want to do that. OK, well, OK, this. OK. And then you have to balance all that out. Uh, so we had some town halls. We, we, we kind of asked a lot of questions and learned a lot. We made some mistakes. Uh, but I think at the end of it, uh just making sure that like the communication talking to the right people talking to some of the other people in the scene getting their opinions on things uh and kind of keeping communication open has been like the biggest thing that we've been working on to keep it together so i think for any kind of planning for tournaments it's like make sure your lines of communication are very very good they're very very open so that way everybody knows what's going on um mm -hmm. It's really tough even. Like, we have a website. You know, the website has all the information. But people will still ask you, so when is the tournament again? <laughs> what, what's <laughs> happening? What? Ah. It, it's like, ah, it makes you want to pull your hair out. Just, you know, um, you brand the QR code onto their arm or something. But um, uh, it's it's been fun. I will say that. It's, it's definitely been something to do. It's, it's been energetic. Um, and we've made a lot of gains as a result of it. Like, this tournament is going to be very groundbreaking. Because there's a lot of firsts um mm -hmm. all all across the board and uh i'll, I'll let kyle get into it because one of those first is is just oh, fucking man. huge 
huge. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I guess I, I, everybody always says it, but I've, I don't think I've ever done it at this level, but I did bite off more than I could chew. And uh, we're, uh, I think I'm going to be able to go through with it. But ever since I've got here, I've been helping with a lot of their, their online stuff. So helping build the Discord, getting people into the Discord, setting up QR codes that are on the side of the cab so you can get into the Discord. <clears throat> Uh, Master Joe mostly runs the website stuff there, so I let him take all that. But then, like he was kind of alluding to, is one of the things that I've been working on is um, I've been working with Kevin from uh, what what scene is he from? Kevin's Portland. Portland. Okay, I know it was out west. It's okay. um, it probably Seattle. I'll get shit for that too. Is it Seattle? Oh, here we go. I'm just gonna yeah. mix them up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they're sister cities. We yeah, they're, they are. Kinda, yeah, Oregon. So Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I've been uh, making an add-on for his uh, plugin to uh, HiveMind. So to back that up a bit, uh, there is now a website, kqhivemind.com, that collects everyone's stats from uh, the game. And then Kevin has made an interface for uh, OBS that will take those stats, and then it'll show um, what happened during the game, how much uh, distance you ran on snail, who ran the snail, who queen, who, who got the queen kills, if it was a, a hat trick or not, so on and so forth. And you can even sign into this, uh, you can sign into HiveMind and it'll integrate your name into the overlay so that you can see your stats. They associate them and then it'll save them for later. So that being said, I've been working on a add-on on top of uh, KQ Style, which is the interface, uh, and we're going to try to do some uh, live feeds. Uh, so we're going to have uh, a link for some some people on the ground and do like a uh, um, live on uh, live on site. What do we call it? Live on uh, live on location. Uh, live on location. Yeah. Live on location. Have that also set up in the Discord to where because I don't know if you've ever been to a Killer Queen tournament, but there was always a photo um, a photo channel, and we were going to try to make it to where the photo channel. Uh, we would have moderators that would select some photos from the photo channel and have those actually come up on screen during the stream. Um, so that's one of the other things we were adding in. I mean, that sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> um, I know, I know. There's probably plenty more, and I know we we had a meeting with uh, with Dylan, my Dylan, um, yeah. about art and merch and a whole bunch of the stuff. So I mean, there's going to be it's a lot this year and. You guys are really good about open communication with getting all the indie devs into like one Discord. We ended up creating a channel on the Indie Arcade Wave Discord so we can talk yeah. a little bit easier with more people because I didn't know about a 10-person limit. We figured that out. Yeah, who knew um, there was a 10-person limit on Discord? Yeesh. Yeah, you can't have direct messages with more than 10 people. I don't know what the hell that is. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this is all really good. The event's going to be really cool. I'm super excited for it. And it seems like every year it's just growing more and more and more. And these scenes are getting more locked in and now other scenes are integrating into other scenes to make everything smoother and better and stats and like it's it's crazy how this is growing it, it's really cool to watch it and i'm really happy that it's happening i'm excited for hive city classic too let's let's wrap it up with with shout outs and i guess we just went through the whole podcast without even saying when this is happening um, oh yeah so let people know when it's happening and and things like it. that so go ahead joe well I, so hive city classic um this year it's going to be february the tournament for well i guess let me put it like this hive city classic three and indie uh champion indie city of championships is going to be happening at glitch bar in fort lauderdale florida 
from February 24th to February 26th. It's like kind of a Friday, Sunday deal. Um, for a lot of people, it's going to start sooner than that. But those are kind of the dates. That's when the bar will be open 24 hours uh, from Friday open to Sunday normal close. So that's when you can come. Uh, we're kind of putting together the schedule and finalizing everything in terms of when things will be, when the Killer Queen tournament pools will happen, when the knockout rounds will happen, other events, uh, the uh, uh, tournaments for Indy City championships throughout, uh, which is going to be very cool. Depending on what you want to do, we want to try to spread things out enough so people can uh, play in as many games as they want to or not. Uh, so if you want to compete in you know, a, a score attack game like uh, Switch and Shoot, uh, for example, uh, we're going to do those kind of as, as heats. So you'll just, throughout that whole time, there'll be times that there'll be scheduled that you can do, you know, a session, do a heat. There'll be a monitor there to kind of track your score and keep it honest. Uh, but you'll just get, you know, three heats. We'll take your best score of the three heats for the score attack games. And then dedicated times for kind of the head-to-head, -head, um, um, you know, PvP-type player games, uh, you know, Death Ball and uh, Galactic Battlegrounds and, and so on and so forth. Um, and then we'll kind of just do mini tournaments for that. Uh, so it's going to be really, really fun, really exciting. Uh, and the 24-hour aspect of it is very cool. Uh, the admission for the tournament is super, like, smart. Uh, basically, Glitch Bar's model, if you've never been there, uh, all the games, with the exception of Pinball, because Pinball is the GOAT, uh, are free-to-play. So you walk in, and you do one of two things, and you have access to all the games for the entire night time that you're there. Uh, you can either buy a game pass, which is $7, cool go right in do whatever you want to do or if you are a uh you know a drinking adult like me you can go in there get a drink at the bar and then they'll give you a game pass with your purchase of, of the beverage as well so it kind of works out you're gonna go it's a great bar as well so you're gonna go get a drink anyway so you're gonna get that game pass anyway so you'll go but what we've done for uh that particular weekend like across all three of those days is we're issuing um uh, kind of access passes. So for non-competitors in the KQ tournament, because uh, that's kind of a separate thing, uh, if you want to do Indy City Championships or you just want to come party for the whole weekend with us, you can purchase a $15 24-hour access pass for all three days. Uh, and it's like a really dope holographic shiny wristband. You know, it's, it's kind of like that cool, um, not heavy plastic, you know, won't get wet uh, and, and, and rat up like the, the paper does. Uh, so you can get that and just come party with us. It's going to be really, really, really fun. And we're hoping to see a lot of people there. Yeah. Shout outs. Um, shout out to uh, this, the supportive scene here at uh, South Florida. Shout out to Joe, um, Glitch Bar, Dwight, everybody that's kind of been uh, supportive in me coming to this scene and then letting me help out and and put my talents to to whatever use it can be used mm -hmm. i yeah. appreciate that there's a lot of there's a lot of people um i mean obviously the creators the developers all of you guys um about the games yeah. got shit to do so <laughs> big shout outs to you guys as well um i'm hoping that a lot of people come and just play and enjoy your games and and start to uh, see it in a bigger light. There's a lot of cool things that could spin off from this if it goes really well, and I think there's a lot of cool ideas. So definitely, definitely looking forward to, to those types of things too. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, like I was saying, just all the all the people who are coming, all the people in our own scene that have kind of been there and supported and helped us grow at this point. Um, one of the big, big, major milestones of this particular tournament is the first time in a tournament. 
we have now not one, but two Kirby chats for the Kirby tournament, which is a whole thing. Um, Kyle himself had a ton to do with that, just like meeting, <laughs> phone calls, searching online, uh, being a businessman, negotiating, coming back, telling me and Dwight, and like all that just just was relentless on getting that. Started. That is. That is a adventure and story in itself. I've I've never <laughs> bought something like a cab. Like it was, I've never bought a house. Uh, I've I've bought a car before. It was a lot easier than this. This was this was a completely <laughs> different different experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just tracking thing. one down too was also the other thing. Like trying to find one within our budget. Trying to, mm-hmm. you know, figure out the path of least resistance was was really. And it's uh, almost here. Like we, it, it's almost here. Be here by the end of the week. Fingers crossed. Knock on whatever. So, oh, you know. oh! One last thing is, yeah. So this is a used cab, and uh, it hasn't been updated for a really long time. It's been sitting in an office, uh, being played like you know during lunch breaks and stuff. So uh, it doesn't have a lot of miles on it. But also, it hasn't been updated. So what we're wanting to do is for the tournament, we want to swap out the hard drive update it and then do like a uh we're what is like a the time time jump event mm-hmm. where we swap where we swap the hard drives back and then you can play the old version of killer queen the one that has uh corner kills and you can sit on the magic pixel and some people are not gonna like this but you can uh what is it what do they call it charging up yeah you can charge up that's gonna yeah that's gonna trigger <laughs> All some the people when they come like and that. see this oh they, yeah the speed warriors love that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the queens well, will be mad. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for it. And I just want to say thank you, thank you guys for coming on here. Um, I'm going to throw links down in the description so people can check out the event. Sign them up if they want. Buy your tickets. It's winter. If you live up north, then uh, it's cold. And you can go down to Florida, which is really nice. It's which so is exactly warm. what I'm doing. I'm getting away so from nice. the snow and hanging out in Florida. <laughs> um, but, again, thank you guys. Uh, if you're still watching, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It helps us a ton. The wave will grow, and we'll keep riding it out. Um, come on down to Hive City Classic. And uh, until next time, peace. Peace out, guys. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you.